What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the 9 to 5 as healthily and happily as possible. I have a lot of things that I wanted to cover in today's intro, and I wrote them down in my notes app so I wouldn't forget. Um, But first and foremost, I want to just send my thoughts and prayers to everyone who has been affected by um, Hurricane Ian. I know a lot of like Southwest Florida is in ruins. I know it kind of swept through North and South Carolina, but not too bad. And then of course the whole Caribbean region. So I, I just want to send my thoughts and prayers. If any of you are listening and you're from that area or have family in any of those areas, um, yeah, there's, there's nothing more I can really say. I wish I could do something to make it stop, but Mother Nature will be Mother Nature, I guess. Um, speaking of that, I guess Mother Nature decided that once it hit a certain time in September here, we were going to go from 85 degrees to 50 degrees every day. And I don't like that. I'm not really a fan of the cold to begin with. Um... But what's really, really getting to me is my eczema. Yes, eczema. Um, I, I know. It's like, a, it's a really, like, it's not that gross, but for some reason people hear the word and they like shudder or they're like, you got eczema? And I'm like, yeah, I have fucking eczema. I've had eczema since I was like born. Um, it's, it's not that gross, you know, it's like not contagious or anything, but it's, really painful. It started, oh my gosh, I've had, I've dealt with this um, for as long as I can remember. I remember being like a toddler, like, like three, and I would get them under my bottom lip and I would call them my whiskers because that's where my dad had like a little bit of facial hair. So I would call them my whiskers, like my whiskers are bothering me. Um, Embarrassing, but I'm transparent on here, so now you know that about me. And I've always had it on my right elbow crease, like the inside of your elbow. Um, So I've had like steroids and creams for it since forever, but as I've grown older, my eczema has grown with me. It's so unpleasant, guys. It's um, I, I get it in the most uncomfortable places as well. I get it on my lips, which used to make me extremely embarrassed in high school. Like I always have um, Aquaphor or something with me, but in high school, you have enough to be self-conscious about as a teenage girl. But the feeling of like my lips being like peeling and like itchy just made me so self-conscious because I didn't want to be the peely, itchy girl with cracked skin. Like, that's gross. Um, So yeah, I get it on my lips. Hate that. I now get it on, like, my jawline. So I have to use something different because I can't put a steroid on my face. Um, I get it on both arms now, behind the knee. And in recent years, I was getting it in one spot on my scalp. But this year... It's all over my freaking scalp. And oh my God, is it uncomfortable. Um, 
obviously I can't put like a steroid cream on my scalp. So I have a prescription uh, shampoo, but one, you're not supposed to shampoo your hair every day. And two, the, the prescription shampoo doesn't do what the steroid would do. So my head is just, it's not even like flaking or anything, my head, okay? So I don't have dandruff. Let me get that, let me make that clear. There's no dandruff here. Um, but it's extremely painful, basically at all hours of the day. Like I went to get my hair done yesterday and that was probably the nicest, like the the most rel- relief I've been in in days getting my hair washed and they like really like massage your scalp. I was like, please don't stop. Um, but that's enough of my eczema struggles. I just wanted you guys to know that if you also have eczema, I feel for you. I empathize and sympathize all of the above. It sucks. Um, but here we go. We're going to break out the humidifier and hope for a decent winter, although it's not looking too good being that it's October 1st when I'm recording this. Um, but speaking of it being October, I've got some fun things planned for this month. I was sitting in my desk chair the other day in the office and I said to myself, you know what? You should just check. I wonder how much PTO that you have because what I could do is like there's a certain amount of PTO I can carry over into the new year, but then there's a certain amount, like there's like a limit. So the rest expires. I realized that I have 10 days that are going to expire before the end of the year. So it was like confetti bomb in my brain when I saw that. Um, So I actually, I have to go to Fort Lauderdale next week for work. So I said, you know what? Let's extend that stay and let's stay a little while. So I'm gonna be spending a few days in Miami by myself. And before you go and tell me that that's a very unsafe thing to do, blah, blah, blah. I don't plan on like experiencing Miami, really. Like I'm not trying to go to clubs. I don't even really want to go out to eat. I just want a few days that I could sleep in, work out, and spend the day by the beach or the pool going through as many books as I can. Like that just sounds so nice. And not having to speak to people, like just giving my my voice a break. Um, so I'm very excited for that. I'm actually, I'm going down to the Upper Gear office for one day because they're located in Miami and I just wanted to pop my head in and be able to meet everyone. So I'm super excited for that. I met some lovely women at the gym today who gave me some cool gym suggestions down there. So I might do that, I might not. I honestly just really wanna have some unplugged days by the pool and the beach and the hotel that I strategically chose obviously has a pool a fitness center beach access and it looks like there's like a Starbucks right outside of it and a bunch of places that I can go and get food so I won't really be wandering the streets of Miami by myself but I'm, I'm still really excited to be able to get to do this and uh, so yeah that's my big October adventure and then of course Halloween's at the end of the month so I've decided this year I'm going to go as Shigo from Kim Possible 
because I I loved that show growing up. Um, and then a few months ago, I was wearing a green, like a green denim dress type of thing with a black turtleneck underneath. And one of my friends at work was like, you're giving, you're serving Chico vibes. And I was like, thank you for saying that because I've honestly, like Chico's probably been my favorite villain since I was three years old. And then there's, you know, the Jack Harlow lyric. It's like, I'm, I'm not going to repeat it because you could just listen to what's popping for it. But yeah, they have some pretty cool and affordable costumes on the internet for that. So that's going to, it's going to be my Halloween costume this year. So those are my October plans. A bunch of my friends moved to Hoboken. So I'm going to live, they're like moving in this weekend. So I'm really excited to um, invite myself over and live vicariously through them. But moving on, because I said I have a lot of things that I want to cover. Um, I have to keep updating you guys on my fantasy football team. We are three and oh, baby. We're in second place. And this week is the biggest week for me. And I'll tell you why. This week, I am up against my dear friend, Christopher. Chris. Last year, I was still fairly new to the company. Started in May. So everyone gets situated in like August for fantasy football sitting down and, and Chris leans over and he says, hey, I got to, oh, that's my Snapchat going off. Sorry. Should probably silence my phone. Um, he goes, hey, I have a, a request. Would you be so kind and gracious to join the company Fantasy Football League? We need one more person to fill the league and we would be very appreciative. And I said, well, I don't know, Chris, I, going to be honest with you. I mean, I, I watch the Giants very, like, I'm a very avid Giants fan, but I, I don't really know too much about the rest of the league, and I don't really know how fantasy football leagues go. And Chris goes, no, no, no. You can have your brother help you. It's okay. We give you the green light. Just please, we need one more person. So I said, all right, you know what? I'll give it a go. I'll learn a thing or two. I send in my Venmo. I tell my brother, my brother's locked in. The next week, Chris comes to me and he goes, yeah, it uh, turns out that I made a counting mistake and now we're actually over. So I'm going to need you to drop out. Venmo refunded. Yahoo Sports account dropped. Um, and I was not mad at all, like g- genuinely. Chris knows that, but I like to give him shit for it and make it out to be like this was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. So I told him that if anything, if I gain anything this year from being in fantasy football, I just want a win over Chris. So wish wish me luck um, and I'll keep you updated on how that goes. But moving into a little bit of a pop culture update, I am finishing season 18 of or season 18, season 13, sorry. Grey's Anatomy. I told you guys I've been very avidly watching that, but I was honestly really busy with work this week, so I didn't have a lot of time to get into that. Um, I'm also watching a decent amount of live TV, so I've kind of pulled back on Netflix this week, and I have not watched live TV in 
years besides like me and my mom like to watch the kids baking championship because that's a cute one on Food Network but besides watching um like the Giants and Rutgers and the Yankees I'm watching House of Dragon as I said I'm watching Dancing with the Stars mostly because of Gabby the Bachelorette and this this was my first season watching The Bachelorette and it was a I watched it mostly to just like talk about how stupid it was so Bachelor in Paradise started this week. I decided to give it a go, and it was just way too cringe. I won't be putting that on again. I can't I can't get behind it. It was so cheesy and corny and like kind of just gross. Like I don't I, I didn't like it. So point being, yeah, I'm watching a lot of live TV. Um, but I did take a pause and start the Jeffrey Dahmer series. Um and that I actually do want to talk about because I have very mixed like feelings about it right now. I saw it on my Netflix homepage because I think it's on like everyone's right now. But my best friend Lauren was the one that actually convinced me to start watching it. She's like me where she watches a lot of like crime TV. Like um, I'm... I love Criminal Minds, like very into Criminal Minds. I've watched How to Get Away with Murder. I watched the Ted Bundy movie, like all that stuff. I I like true crime TV. She told me that the way that this was directed, um, everything was very quiet and and like like everything. She she described it as quiet, and that it really creeped her out. And things don't really, like, scare her when it comes to, like, murder TV. But this scared her. So I said, you know what? I got to try it for myself. So I watched the first three episodes last night. Um, so far, I wouldn't say it scares me. Like, it's pretty, like, as far as, like, graphics and stuff, it's pretty on par with, like, Criminal Minds. But it does make me feel very uncomfortable in the way that I think they intended it to. Like I was watching it and Evan Peters playing Jeffrey Dahmer just made me feel so uncomfortable like I shouldn't be watching it. Um, and I think that that was exactly their goal. So I, I'm a fan, like I really liked it, but then naturally I had to go Google search Jeffrey Dahmer because I wanted to see like what he really looked like and read some articles, and that's where my mixed opinions came into play. I found an article by Time, um, so a very, like, credible source, I guess, as far as that stuff goes, and the title was something along the lines of why Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer series, is the most controversial series, like, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I read the first part, and the first Part of it was talking about how Netflix had had originally tagged it as uh, LGBTQ category and people of the LGBTQ community were like, okay, we get that because, yeah, like Jeffrey Dahmer was gay and that's a big part of the show. But this is not what we want to be classified as LGBTQ TV. So Netflix fixed that. Um, and I was like, okay, I get that. But why is it like the most controversial thing ever? kept reading. Netflix didn't ask the victims' families 
for like if it was okay for them to produce this and there was already two Jeffrey Dahmer series like either series or movies or something already made so this is like the third on Jeffrey Dahmer and the third on these victims and their families and some of their family members were like portrayed in the tv show and it was not brought to the like they didn't know that this was going to happen so I I have to say that is really fucked up and it makes me feel like I probably shouldn't keep watching it out of respect for the victim's families. Um, but at the same time, I'm like halfway through, so I should just finish it. I don't really know. And then, yeah, it's the way that they wrote it. The victim's families were like, first of all, they didn't ask us if this was OK. Second, why do we have to relive this again? People, like true crime TV is so popular, but this was like the most traumatic thing to happen in my life. And then that made me feel bad for liking true crime TV. But it's not that I'm a fan of it. Like I don't want this stuff to even like, have to be made. It's just that I do want to be educated on it. Also, as a girl and Jeffrey, and a guy, because Jeffrey Dahmer was targeting gay men. Um, so just as a young person, I think it's very important for me to be knowledgeable on all the crazy things that could happen. So if I find myself in a, in a, in a bad situation, I'm aware of the red flags, you know? Does that make sense? I don't know. That, like, I feel like saying that out loud, it kind of sounds stupid, but I meant well with it. But anyway, that's what I wanted to talk about uh, this in this intro. Um, we have an exciting podcast today, though. Uh, the big chunk of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about little gym hacks that's going to make your workouts a lot easier. And then we have an interview, a great interview with Cass Concepcion. So keep listening and let's get into the episode starting off with a recap of my week. All right, so we are rocking and rolling with the same format that we did last week going through my top three lowlights and highlights, starting with the low and ending with the high. And my number one lowlight, the worst thing that has happened to me in this past week. Please get ready for this story. And I know I'm being a little bit dramatic about it, but that's what I enjoy doing. I enjoy being dramatic. I kind of do it in like a joking way. Um, it's like half joking, half serious. But anyway, I am... I get my car to go home from the gym yesterday. I have like a 20 minute ride home. Um, and it was like nine o'clock at night. So the roads were pretty empty. I knew I wasn't going to hit a lot of reds. I'm driving like I'm like, I don't know, maybe three minutes out. Bopping along, singing my music out of fucking nowhere. I see a big ass spider crawling on my roof. And for those of you who don't know, I have a Wrangler, so the roof is, I have a hard top, the roof is removable. So there's kind of like a little crevice where the roof piece like meets the door frame, if that makes sense, like up on top. Anyway, this thing is fucking scurrying around my roof. And I'm like, oh, hell no. I actually said that out loud. Alone in my car, I saw it and said, oh, hell no. Um, and it, like I said, it's a new car, so I didn't have any like tissues or napkins in it. 
So I'm looking around and the only things I see are my little cup holders or my sweatshirt. And I'm like, okay, which is going to be the easiest to get spider guts out of? Probably the sweatshirt. Gonna have to go with the sweatshirt. But I'm still fucking driving. And I had just gotten into a car accident like in a month ago. So I wasn't really trying to mess around with trying to kill this spider while I'm driving. But I don't know. I was panicking. I was like, should I pull over? I don't know. I finally get to a red light. And this little piece of shit scurries into the crevice that connects my roof and my door. Never to be seen again. So I automatically roll down the window because I know that my only beacon of hope is that it could possibly crawl out the window. Um, but this, no, this was a big ass and a fast spider. And there it goes the dog again. Very annoying, I know. Um, it was like, you know how your finger has like three different digits, I guess? It was like one digit of my pinky finger. That's how big it was. Um, so I'm freaking out. I'm Naturally, I am freaking out. I text my mother telling her, uh, see you never, I'm probably gonna die. She doesn't answer, it's fine. Um, I get home, I put on my flashlight. That thing's gone. I checked my car and that, and it also was like a whitish spider, like so nasty. And my car, like the interior is black. So hold on, I need to get this dog to shut up. Okay, sorry, I think she's done now. That was, oh, that was really obnoxious of her. Anyway. It was a white spider, so it was pretty. It would be pretty easily detectable. But no, I did not find the spider. I collected my belongings and I ran and told myself, you know what? There's nothing you can do about it and you must go to work tomorrow. So we simply have to hope for the best. I was in my car for multiple hours today. I have not seen that thing resurface. So I hope it's on the side of the road somewhere and that it really did go out of my window and that it's not laying eggs in my vehicle. Every time I see a spider, I must kill it because I have seen video too many videos and heard too many stories about pregnant spiders giving birth to hundreds of babies in people's homes. And I will not have that. I will not have that at all. I would throw up on the spot. I think I would audibly yell and then probably just start like spazzing and convulsing if that ever happened. So um, keep me in your prayers, please. And let's hope that that spider's gone because I, I don't want to come face to face with him again. I really don't. All right, number two low light. Honestly, really not a lot of bad things have happened to me this week. Um, I had to drive for work one day this week. Like I was just traveling, visiting people. So I had like a two and a half hour drive each way. And I can drive for long periods of time. That doesn't bother me. Driving straight for long periods of time really bothers me. So on my way up, I was, I, I was getting pretty snoozy. I caught myself like a few times and I, I, I didn't really have time to stop at a rest stop and like get myself together. So I don't know. I tried listening to a podcast that didn't really keep me engaged enough. I tried singing along to music that didn't really help. I know that talking on the phone helps, but 
nobody was really available. All my work friends were working. My best friend, my two like best friends from home, one's a teacher and one's like a nursing student. So they're unavailable during the day. My cousin wasn't answering. She probably was asleep because it was pretty early. My brother doesn't enjoy talking to me. So I kind of dealt with it on the way there. Um, and on the way home, my friend, the teacher, called me. And we got to chat for 45 minutes, and that woke me up a little. But definitely a scary thing if you've been driving straight, like on a turnpike or something, for like 100 miles or so. It's really easy for your brain to just kind of shut off and your eyes to glaze over. And um, that's how peop- people, unfortunately, get themselves either very hurt or killed so I try and be proactive about that if I had more time I I brought my coffee too that didn't really help when I was driving home from Connecticut a few months ago I actually I bought a white monster and that did help however like I said in episode one I really don't do energy drinks or a lot of stimulants because of my anxiety and the monster proceeded to give me a panic attack at the end of the day so it's a lose-lose but I'd rather have a panic attack and be alive than then the opposite, you know. My third and last low light is that my dear friend Caroline, who um, I met her because we worked together and she's quickly become like one of the most important people in my life. She's unfortunately moving to Chicago, so I won't get to see her as often anymore. And I know it's not the end of our friendship and we still talk a lot and Snapchat and text and both lean on each other for things. So I know I'm confident that we will keep in contact, but I'm going to miss her. She became like a sister to me. So I'm sad that she's leaving. I've kind of been in denial about it for the past few months, and now it's like actually happening. I'm really bad with goodbyes in that way, where like I saw her today and like gave her a hug and was like, bye, and like in my head. Like I'm not really too emotional about it. Like, I don't come off emotional in person because in my head, like, I'm trying to shut it off so I don't break down into tears, you know. But I'm wishing her all the best, and I know she'll love it out there and do great things out there. So I'm just going to have to take some PTO and visit her, wink, wink, or she can come here, you know. Nothing's ever stopping her, but that's enough of the low lights for this week. Let's let's move on to some happy thoughts. Let's talk about some happy things. And the first thing that is coming to my mind is that my other friend Tamara, who I work with, was so kind and and gracious enough to bring me a chocolate chip crumble cookie today. <laughs> um crumbles aren't everywhere. Honestly, I never heard of it until one popped up by me. But apparently they're like a big thing elsewhere. My my mom got some in the Outer Banks actually, and I hadn't tried it. I know Tamara goes on like went on and on about it, and she gave me like a piece one time, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. And I've seen them, and I've seen people post about them. I've seen the stories around me. I just don't typically go to places like that, you know. Like I don't really eat cookies and stuff on a daily basis. My mom brought some home from the Outer Banks. Holy shit, that, like, hands down, the best chocolate chip cookie I have ever had in my life. It just, it melts in your mouth. I don't even want to get too descriptive. 
with it right now because that would probably result in me going downstairs and eating the other half. And I'm saving the other half for when I get home from the Yankees game and I know I am tired and probably slightly buzzed. So it's off limits. I'm not touching it. But shout out to her for bringing me the cookie. I was just too lazy to go pick it up myself and she goes every week. So it really made me smile. It, it truly did. Second highlight for me was definitely going to the Yankees game. I think before this year, I was definitely more of a casual uh, baseball fan. Like, I, I didn't really pay too, too much attention to it. I've been to Yankees games before, and um, they were fun, and I like it, but I just never really stayed on top of it. I don't know what happened. I, I went to one Yankees game this, like, I was up to date. I knew who was on team, like, all that stuff. But I went to a Yankees game this summer, like midsummer, and I was just like, why have I not been consuming as much baseball in my life as I should be? So I'm I'm pretty into it now, honestly. I've been following along. I've been to two more games since. I'm gonna be going to another next weekend. It's such like it's such a classic thing, like just going to like an American football game. And the Yankees, of course, of all teams. Um but, yeah, no, I'm into baseball now. That's it. Long story short, I've been – it took me a few years to, like, stay consistent with football. I still don't watch, like, every game that's on. Like, I'm not going to sit down on my Sunday night – I said this last week – and watch Sunday night football if it's not the Giants playing. But I will sit down and I will watch all the Giants games, except for this Monday when they were playing like shit and I needed to go to bed. I chose sleep over the Giants. Um, but yeah, long story short, the game was so much fun. I felt ill after eating chicken fingers and fries, but it was worth it. I would definitely say it was worth it. And Aaron Judge is also a very handsome man. Um, if anyone wants to show him this, you can tell him that we're not that far off in age and that we are of the same religion. So call me. Thanks. And last but not least, my third highlight of the week. I finally got a working set of my what was my working squat weight before my accident. Um, my hip bone is still pretty badly bruised, which is pretty painful. And I had pulled a muscle in the front of my hip. So obviously squatting movements um, irritated that a lot. So I'd been taking it light just to kind of like work the muscle back into place or not into place, but like have it heal correctly. Um, and it's, it feels a lot better. I stuck with it doing like PT exercises and stuff. Um, and I've been trying to get back up to my working weight and I was able to do, I did three sets, although I only did two to three reps of the weight we're making progress. I want to get comfortable with five reps at this weight again um, and get back to where I was before. But I'm not letting it uh, frustrate me. I'm not getting down on myself. I was injured. I was in a very serious accident and these things are to be expected. And I could choose to get upset and get down on myself and be hard on myself. Or I could take it week by week and continue to improve and get back to the space that I was in before all this happened. And that's the route I'm choosing. So 
there's your little tidbit of inspiration. Um, but yeah, that's how that's how my week went. So I don't know. I would say it was a pretty good week. I would rate it. Um, I would rate it a seven and a half out of ten, and the points deducted go to the spider. F you. Hope you're dead somewhere. And the other points go to lack of sleep and the Giants and Rockers lost. So, yeah, that's that. All right, so it's time to get into the meat of this podcast episode. And I thought that it would be really cool to share with you guys some gym tips, like little workout hacks that have made my workouts easier and just made life easier in the gym. So it's not, I'm not talking like specific exercises you should do and stuff, but just little tips to help you out with equipment and stuff that will make your life easier. So I have five tips for you guys, and I'm going to go over each one of them as in-depth as I can so you guys can get a nice visual of what I'm talking about. The first tip, I actually posted a little something about this on a reel. I posted a few, gosh, I guess it was like a month ago now. I posted a reel on how to properly bench press. And if you notice in the caption, I wrote, do not use clips when you're bench pressing. So that is hack number one. It's normally when I squat, deadlift, whatever, you put clips on the edges of the barbell so the plates stay in place. Fine. If you're benching correctly, the bar should be creating a straight path up and down. So the plates shouldn't move that much anyway. But the reason why you don't want to have clips on is because if you fail and failure in the bench looks like the bar is stuck on your chest and you can't get it back up, you can tilt the bar to one side and the weights will slide off. And then it'll immediately tilt to the other side because of how weight distribution works, and you're free. So it's it's a safety hack. Is the loud noise slightly embarrassing when the plates hit the ground? Um, slightly, but fake it till you make it and play it off cool like you did it on purpose because you did. So yeah, hack number one, no clips on the barbell when you bench. Hack number two also has to do with barbells. You know how when you're loading a barbell to like deadlift or something, when the barbell's on the ground, you have to like put one plate under the other side to kind of raise it to be able to slide like the big plates on. Or when you're putting like the first set of plates on, you got to like finagle with it. You're pulling and tugging and it's like just annoying and you don't want to bend your back and hurt your back. Yeah. So what I've learned is that if you have a squat rack in front of you with safety guards available, like no one's using them, put the barbell on the safety racks and start putting some of the weight, as much as you can pick up off the rack, onto the barbell that way. So when you put it on the ground, there's already the weight on it and you didn't have to finagle and bend over and all that stuff. Does that make sense? Like, put the barbell on the guardrail. Put on the weight that you know you could pick it up and take off the guardrail. Because if you can't pick it up, then it's just stuck there. And put it on the ground that way. So 
I typically do like I'll put like 140 like 145 plate so 45s on each side and then I'll pick it up and put it on the ground and slide the plate under and put on the rest that way because I can't lift up two plates off the rack which is okay but yeah I do it that way so hopefully that made sense barbell on the guardrail load the weight that way then put it on the ground hack number three also has to do with barbells. A little trend going on here. Um, when you are opposite of what we just talked about, putting weight on, when you are taking weight off of a barbell and it's on a rack, like a squat rack, make sure you take off the weight evenly. So say I have two 45 plates on both sides. I'm going to take a 45 plate off the left side then take a plate off the right side, then go back to the left, and then go back to the right because of weight distribution. If I were to take off both plates off the left side first, the right side would go crashing down, possibly hit me in the face on the way down, um, and it's embarrassing and possibly dangerous and dangerous to the people around you. So... Luckily, I learned about that one before. I had to learn the hard way, and I've managed to save myself from embarrassment that way. But I have seen it happen, and I want you all to stay safe out there. So unload your barbells evenly. All right, my next little hack is for my, for my short kings and queens out there. <laughs> I am five foot two, and I'd like to think I'm kind of average for a woman. But unfortunately, a lot of gym equipment is fitted for both men and women. And then when you put that into factor, I'm a little bit on the shorter side. So it, it can be hard for me to plant my feet in, in some machines. Um, off the top of my head, I know the rear delt fly is a, uh, rear, rear delt or chest fly machine is a doozy for me. My toes can barely touch the ground and I really want my feet to be planted so I can use that force to help with the exercise. Smart little hackaroo, just plop some plates on underneath your feet so your feet have a flat surface to be, or a raised surface to be flat against. Some people might give you a little look like why are you still on the plates, but you got to look out for yourself, you know? Um, so yeah, when I'm doing the pec or rear delt fly machine, I slip some plates under my feet so I have a nice platform to put my feet flat up against, if that makes sense. All right, I've been rambling for quite a while, so I got one more little hack for you guys. Uh, most cable machines have little plates that you can put on to add like 2.5 pounds or something like that. Some gyms don't. Sometimes they go missing. Um, sometimes they're all taken. Their point is they're not always available. When you are in between and you kind of, you need to throw a little bit of extra weight on, but you can't move like a whole block down, you can take a small plate, like a two and a half or a five, five pound plate and stick it in the needle, like, or stick it in the, what is it called? It's not a needle, but you know, the thing that goes in the hole, it's like, People make all those inappropriate TikToks about the stick that holds the weight, whatever it's called. You get my point. You could visualize it. Put a plate through that 
and then like lock it into whatever weight you want to add to and it'll add an extra two and a half or five pounds on. Does that make sense? I know it's hard to visualize, especially because I'm not giving you a name to what that thing is called, but cable machine, each block adds weight, um, normally goes by like, I don't know, 10, eight something pounds. It depends on the machine. You can use a plate to add some weight if you're in between blocks. Yes, we get it. Unfortunately, I know there are some crunches that do not use machines like that. They just have the weights where you flip the switch. Yeah, out of luck there. I don't know what to tell you. But if you have the, we're going to call them the inappropriate machines. I think they're like lifetime fitness off the top of my head. Then yeah, that's your little hack. So that's five gym hacks that will make your workout a little easier and save you some time and some frustration. I hope that all of them made sense. If they didn't, let me know. Leave a comment, shoot me a DM, ask me to explain with a video. I'm here for you. All right, it's time to get into the question portion of today's episode. I have a few questions that I'm gonna answer that you guys submitted. Keep looking out on my Instagram. Every Monday, I'm going to put up a little question box and you could submit your questions for the following week. Or you can just shoot me a DM um, or leave a comment in the review section of the podcast. So the first question is from Maddie and it reads, how do you envision your future in five years, 10 years? And the truth is I really don't know. Um, This is something that I actually get asked a lot, but I feel like every year my answer changes. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, I really don't know. Gosh, I'm 23 right now. So hopefully in 10 years, I'm married. Um, That would put me at 33. Five years, I don't know. Five years is looking a little rough right now. But hopefully in 10 years, life will be a little bit different for me because I, right now I am kind of still fresh out of college, 23 years old. I still live at home, single. So I don't really have like, I'm really the only person I need to care for, you know, and like look after. Um, And if my mother's listening, don't take that the wrong way. (laughs) She'll know what I mean. Um, But envision myself in five years. I think that the one conflict, One thing I'm confident in is five years I envision myself being comfortable with myself. That's something that I've been working on for a while, just just being happy with the life that I have. And I've made a lot of progress in the past year and change since starting to go to therapy and stuff. But I think in five years I'll have achieved like an inner peace. Um, I still honestly envision myself working in five and 10 years full time in addition to this. But other than that, that's really all I can answer for right now. Cause I don't know, it's, it's always changing and you never know what could happen. I could win a million dollars in the lottery in the next five years. I could have an accident and get a leg amputated. You know, you just, you never know not to be negative. Um, but seriously, You just never know. The second question is also from Maddie. Would you ever move out of NJ? If so, where? I honestly don't really have plans to. 
I'm very happy at my job right now, my full-time job. So like as of right now, I really don't have plans to leave, which would keep me in Jersey. Uh, my family's here, my mom and my dad, my brother's still here. I'm very, very close with my cousin and she's also here. And my grandpa's here right now. And I have divorced parents and my grandmother has passed away. So I only have my grandpa and they don't make me feel like this, but I feel like I want to be here in the state for each of them because I care about them and I love them. However, if I had to move and I had to choose one place, I'm picking Southern California, Orange County without a doubt in my mind. I need to be by water. Um, just growing up at the Jersey Shore, I can't imagine not living near a beach. And when I went this summer, I fell in love with it. I don't know if I could like really actually live there if I had like a choice between staying in Jersey and there just because everything is so fast paced here. And you go anywhere outside of Jersey and New York. It's like, oh, my God, why is everybody so slow? But if I had to move, 100%, without a question, that's where I would be going. The next question is from Emily, and it reads, how many recovery days do you need between glute days for best growth? Studies have shown, and the evidence is there, I can testify, that two days in between hitting the same muscle group is optimal. Um, I am definitely more sore on the second day after hitting, let's say legs, for example, than the first day. So I take two days in between hitting any of the same muscle groups for full recovery because you don't want to overwork the muscle. You want to give it a chance to heal and recover, which it seems like Emily's already aware of that. So we've covered that. Short answer, two. I would say two. The next question is also from Emily. Low weight, high rep or high weight, low rep for optimal growth? Um, For optimal growth, you really want to be focusing on progressive overload. There's a range of reps that's um, sets and reps that have shown to be like a like the sweet spot range for hypertrophy, which is. like bodybuilding, like muscle growth and stuff. I honestly do not remember the range off the top of my head, but I know it's like somewhere pretty low down there to somewhere in the teens, I think. Um, You can follow Physique on Instagram. That's Physique with a P-H, so it's P-H-E-A and then the rest, (laughs) which I forget. But he has a graphic that does a really good job explaining it. So to put the that long answer in, in a short phrase um the answer would be not neither but it can be both the last question that i'm going to answer today reads do you have a stopping point when it comes to upper body muscle size um and the truth is i don't really know i feel like I exercise for two reasons. One, for my health, like physically and mentally. And two, to feel comfortable in my body. So I would say that there's probably like, like I'm very comfortable with my arms right now. So I'm not necessarily looking to put on size, but rather maintain. And that's just my personal 
opinion. You know, everyone's different and it's important to train to achieve what you would feel comfortable. You know what I mean? I hope that made sense. But anyway, that's that's all the questions that I'm going to answer this week. Please keep submitting them because I do like being able to answer them and help out as much as I can. And follow that Instagram account, Physique. But I'm going to give my throat a little bit of a break from talking. Maybe slow down because I, I have a tendency to talk a little fast. Um, and we are going to get into this week's interview. And it's a good one, so... Make sure you keep listening for that. All right, everyone. I'm here with Cassie Concepcion today. Um, she is a physical therapist assistant, right? Correct. I am, yeah. yes. So Cassie had reached out to me about coming on the show, and the timing is perfect because I've been posting a lot about a car accident I was in. I don't know if – did you see that at all? I anyway? did see that, yes. <laughs> yeah, so Rough. Yeah, not a pretty one at all. It was not good. Um, but I'm glad that you reached out to me to come on because I've been dealing with like the injuries. Like I pulled a muscle in my leg, um, and trying to find that balance between like recovering but not going, like not pushing the muscle. You know, right? Exactly. Yeah, there's a fine line. Fine line. And I think a lot of people don't realize that either because I'm going to be honest before I, I haven't really pulled any muscles like majorly before so I didn't really even realize um I thought that I was like okay I pulled my muscle I shouldn't be doing anything and then I was actually talking to a chiropractor and he was like no you should be working the muscle but in a way that's going to help it like recover correctly if that makes right sense. Okay. And there's different levels of muscle strains and muscle tears depending on what it is. Um, and then that would be dependent on, you know, how you go about your recovery. But for the most, so I'm also a professional strong woman and oh, nice. going to be competing in my first bodybuilding show oh, this weekend. Ooh, so I personally as, yeah, thanks. Um, so as a physical therapist assistant, I also kind of take sometimes a different approach than other physical therapists might. Um, cause I do think that movement heals, mm-hmm. uh, some people and that's what physical therapy is about, but everyone has their level of, um, hes- hesitation after an injury. And I kind of like push the boundaries a little bit. You're also, I, right I know that, that movement does, heals. Yeah. You're right. That it does matter. The like degree in which like the right. screen or yeah. Cause I mean, mine, I, mine wasn't too bad, but I can imagine that there's probably some serious pulls or tears that like you really can't move it without feeling like an extreme right there's a you know phases of of recovery that we go through um and you know the first few days is yeah you are going to kind of stay you're not going to go push at the gym but once you're out of that inflammatory response phase then you can start using the muscle and working it correctly and then using other muscles in the area to get stronger so you're not overusing that one muscle that is already damaged that makes sense so yeah so tell me a little bit about yourself like so you're a physical therapy assistant how let's start there how did you get into that like are you planning on going to school to become a physical therapist or like is this it so that this is it this okay is it. um I when I was 15 I tore my ACL I was a dancer huh. 
Um, from there, I went to physical therapy. My physical therapist loved her. She really helped me. I was a mis- I was miserable because all I wanted to do was dance. Yeah. And she, you know, she made it fun. And I was like, oh, like I can see myself doing this. Um, so I decided at 18, I was like, I'm either going to go to school to be a doctor of physical therapy, or I heard about this program, a physical therapist assistant program, which is a two-year associate's degree. Um, and you work under the direction of a physical therapist. You make about, I would say the percentage salary difference, maybe I can't even give a number. I'd say twenty thousand different twenty thousand dollar difference in salary from a DPT to a PTA. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, but I don't have any loans to pay. That's where a lot of so my DPT nice. friends are coming out of school with like two hundred thousand dollar loans. So that was my deciding factor. I was like, number one, I don't want to go to school for seven years to get my doctorate because right. I hate school, <laughs> and I have other things I want to pursue like online coaching and nutrition that I also do, um, and of course my own athletic things with right. strongman and bodybuilding. So I, I didn't want my whole life to be about being a doctor of physical therapy. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like you found like the exact right path for you. And as like an extra bonus, I would imagine in addition to not having to pay student loans, um, you said it was a two years associate degree. So you kind of got like a head start. I mean, it takes seven years to become a physical therapist yeah. you're on the right track. So you got a five year I was done at, I graduated at 22. So I got my job at 23. That's awesome. And it was, honestly, I really, anyone who I talk to that's like, I think I want to be a physical therapist, but kind of hesitant towards like, do they want to do all the school? I'm like, well, have you heard about this? Because right. and you could always a good option. Back, like for the people I that could are, always go back. Yeah. The people that are hesitant. Absolutely. They, like, yep. it's not like you decide not to go for your doctorate at age like 18 when you go into college and that's it for life like you can right. always go back yeah absolutely um I just don't see that in my future yeah well the most important thing is that you seem to be very happy with your job and how it balances out with your life and that to me is more important than any number that comes on a direct deposit absolutely absolutely um that work-life balance I personally feel like I have mastered um just love that because <laughs> oh my gosh it was some you know I was so nervous going into a full-time job like how am I going to be able to still do all the stuff mm-hmm. I want to do it took me a few months to get into the routine but once I figured it out I'm like okay like this is this is easy I can do this I, I was can make it work way. yeah I was the same way because going from like being a student, um like you you have a lot more free time than you think you do just because like your classes are at like yeah times and nothing's like that serious correct you know, I d- underestimated that I was like oh wow I had a lot of free time when I was in school that was nice but it was an adjustment it doesn't feel like it in the moment you're like I'm so busy correct. like studying and working and like but then yeah you get a full-time job and you're like okay now I'm actually really <laughs> busy exactly okay now I don't have time this yeah. is great so what are your hours like? Because I know physical, th- like I work like a regular, like nine to five and we have like flexible hours, yeah. but physical therapy offices can be open like uh, pretty early and pretty late, right? Yeah. My office actually, I'm about 10 minutes away from my office, which is great. And we work three days a week, 10 to 630 and then two days, nine to 530. Oh, it's not that bad. Um, it's not bad at all. For the I, That's nice. Yeah. Those mornings <laughs> where I don't have to be until 10, like right now. Well, not 
currently right now, but last week, like my cardio for prep was like an hour and 15 minutes every morning. I didn't have to worry about getting up at 4 a.m. to get that done. I just woke up, did the cardio and still had plenty of time to get ready to leave for work. I love that. And then I work and then I train after work. I go to the gym and do my like lift after. That's what I Um, do. Yeah. I like that schedule. It works good for me. Me too. And it's, it's like, I talked about this a little bit on um, the first episode of my podcast, but it really is like, it's different for everyone. You got to find what you like. When I started my full-time job, the first few weeks I went in the morning before work. And then after like, it's like three weeks, I was like, I'm way too drained. I was tired, like ready for bed at like seven o'clock. So I started going after work and it's just, it's so much better for me energy wise. And yeah, I feel like there's this like trend in the fitness industry of like, get up early, get the workout nice. done in the morning. Like it doesn't, yeah. And it doesn't have to be that no, way. Get the workout done when you're going to feel your best. Like yeah. why do I have to get up at five, four o'clock in the morning to train? I and I think that that's like yeah, something really, important. I, uh, I don't like that. Yeah, no. That's something really important for people like like you and I to express because I think that so many people who are not like in a set exercise routine feel that pressure from a lot of influencers on social media who like might not even have full-time jobs. But they're like, oh, I have to go in the morning. Like I have to get up and go at five o'clock before my job. But it's really like find what works for you and you'll be you'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a long lunch break, those days where I have a long lunch oh, break. Me too. And I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to just eat my pre-workout early and I'm going to go train now. Just depending on the day, you know? Um, but I never, ever will force myself to wake up early because sleep is way more important yeah. for recovery than going to get a training session in. I agree 100%. The only time I think now that I go in the morning is like if I happen to have plans after work where I'm like, all right, like I got to get it get it done but I'm also not um I don't yes exactly yeah I don't compete or anything so I can kind of like right shorten my workout like make it a little shorter it's not the end of the world because I it's it, right absolutely what it matters to like exactly yeah sometimes there's a another a different level of like um urgency sometimes with training yeah when you're in prep versus not in prep yeah so tell me a little bit about like the being a strong woman, because I don't know anything about that, really. So strong, strong man, strong woman. Right. Um, I don't know if you've ever like seen uh, the people like pulling trucks and lifting the big stones or the logs over their head. I've seen a lot. Um, I've seen yeah. The- so that that's what a strong man is. Um, I don't know what it is. But it's been around for years, many, many years. Um but it, it's still a very small sport, especially for females. Right. Um, I'm a professional That's under really cool. 64 kilogram strong woman. So under 140 pounds is what was the weight class I competed in. Um, traveled, me and my boyfriend both do it. Traveled the country together doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Very hard on your body. Very, very hard mentally. That's kind of why I took a break from that mm-hmm. and wanted to do bodybuilding instead. Um, but it is challenging. I pushed myself. Wow. That is really, I never thought I'd be able to, it's strong. Yeah. It's definitely a different uh, style of training than most people are used to. 
No, I, I mean, that's definitely something I would brag about if I were you, because it definitely isn't, it's a small sport to begin with, but you're the first like female that I've talked to that participates in these competitions. And I just think that that's so like inspiring and so cool. And obviously like people can't see you when they're listening to this, but I can see you right now. And I think so many people have the perception that to do yeah. the types of com- competitions or even powerlifting, you have to be like huge and bulky and stuff. And like, yeah, there's yeah. such a disconnect there. There's a big disconnect. And that's why there's this whole big thing in the strong man community about females in the sport. Um, it's a non drug tested sport. Mm-hmm. So when I competed, I would go against girls who I knew were using, mm-hmm. you know, a decent amount of drugs. Um, that's, that's fine. That's their choice. Um, that wasn't in my cards at the time. Um, so yeah, the look of strong women can be a little bit intimidating and that's what I think drives some people away from wanting to watch it or, um, engage in it or anything, just because of the look is a little bit, a little bit bulky, a little bit rough. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's like me and there's like, a, a, there's a group of us who, um, you know, we would go with like our eyelashes done and like, <laughs> I, I always that. got my nails done I like a nice that. set of nails before I went, you know, I love <laughs> so like, that. there was a group of us that were a little bit more. Uh, yeah. And I did want to, I did like to show that, um, you I know, for the, I, anyone I, who was like, oh, I want to do it, but I don't want to be like that. You know? Right. I think that is amazing. Was, and that is setting such a, like. That's so inspirational and I like for a lot of people. And I'm glad that now people listening to this podcast are going to be able to hear that because you're very right. A lot of people stay away from the gym, a lot of girls specifically, or they stay away from just weights in general because of that fear of looking like masculine or I'm I'm the same way. Like I, my nails have to be done. Like everything weeks. like I'll go in after work with like my makeup still on my face and stuff um like just because I prioritize oh yeah I personally actually I don't think I have gone to the gym with (laughs) yeah I mean sorry I think we just were like a little bit slapping over because of the this uh the connection um I don't think I've gone to the gym without makeup on in a decent amount of time I personally know that if I feel good I'm gonna have a better workout and I just prefer to have my mascara on and my eyebrows done when I'm at the gym. I, I prefer that it that 100%. way. I think whatever makes you feel confident. Right. And, and you're very right. When you uh like feel good in your skin or like in your outfit, it makes yeah. a world of a difference. I have the same sports bra and like oh my god, so much of a difference. Because I love it and I feel good in it, you know. <laughs> yes. My my skims bandeau that's my go-to when I'm really trying to feel myself and I have like every color of a skims bandeau do you have the real skin love them like the knockoff skims I do get the real ones just because I'm I'm always hesitant to try the knockoffs if they're cheap enough I'll get them and then try it but the skims one just stays on me so good I'm never nervous that I'm gonna have a, a slip right um because I'm terrified to be doing like lat pull downs and my oh, arms are stretched and the thing just that. like falls off. No, no, no. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna spend the. I think they're like twenty eight dollars on skims, maybe more. But like, I, that's not really bad when you use even you think about it's it. It's not. Of a sports bra. 
Yeah, because like a Lululemon bra is like, I don't know, what, 50? Yeah. 40 something. So I don't know. (laughs) I really like them. Not gonna lie. (laughs) I see it all the time, but I've kind of just like ignored the fact that they exist. (laughs) So I I think you should try it. Worth it. (sighs) I should. So how, um, you said that you're getting ready for your first show in bodybuilding next weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bikini or, um, something else? Wellness. Wellness. Okay. Wellness is the one where they like look at your legs, right? Or am I wrong? Yeah. The, um, so it's the way that it goes bikini wellness figure, uh, then women's physique and bodybuilding or vice versa with the bodybuilding physique thing. Um, for wellness, the leg density is a lot uh, higher than that in bikini. So the proportions are going to be um, different from upper body to lower body. Where bikini, okay. they're looking for a proportionate lower body to upper body ratio. For wellness, they're looking for a larger, more density in your legs compared to your upper body. Okay. That's always how I've been shaped. Um, I am yeah. far from what. I need to be in the wellness division um, because the legs on these girls are insane. The amount of muscle mass in their glutes is insane. Um, But I do know I never probably would have fit into bikini. Um, So until wellness came to North America about, I want to say two years ago, officially, um, I never had any plans on bodybuilding because I just didn't feel I fit in any, any of the divisions. Right. Um, So then I saw wellness come and I was like, I'm going to do it one day, but I did not feel comfortable and confident enough in my relationship with myself and food to put myself through such a strict uh, phase. Right. You know, I I did not, I didn't feel that I would uh, come out of it. I felt like it would affect my relationship with food too much at the time. I I didn't want to risk that really important thing to speak on and like capitalize because a lot of the people that just follow like bodybuilders um on Instagram I don't think they really realize what goes into it and there's a lot of people like I've seen a lot of people who have tried like bikini competitions and stuff and they're like a one show and done because their relationship with food and how they like react after the competition's over was just very unhealthy so I think it's really important to point out that fact that you need to be in a good mental state not just physical state before you start correct correct and not enough people uh, a lot of people will use it as a way to transform their bodies Mm -hmm. like oh I want to do this transformation I'm going to step on stage no it's not what it's for Um, a lot of people will use it to get followers on Instagram. Also not what it's for. Uh, What else will people use bodybuilding for? Um, I would say that those are the biggest two. Yeah. Uh, And I just think there's a lot of people that do it before they should even think about it. You know, like you should have a good base of strength training and um, food tracking for a few years and really understand what it means to go through these different phases of bulking and cutting or maintenance, even if you're just going to maintain for a year, you have to understand what these numbers mean. And it's all data. It's not, uh, it's just data. That's what the scale means. It's data. You get on the scale and it's different from the day before. Okay. I had a little bit more sodium yesterday. I had a little less water. It's 
probably why I see the difference in the scale. But if you don't know all of these little things that go behind it, you're going to end up ruining yes. your mental state and the way you view the gym yep. and training. That's, yeah, that's not what we want for anyone. Correct. It ends up just not being a good a good uh, vibe for anybody. No, I like that you said too, a lot of, there are people that mistakenly use um, competing as a way to transform their body or lose some body fat and stuff. And that's, I think a lot of people that just see it on social media and don't know what actually goes into it don't realize that it's not like a sustain like you're training for something it's not a sustainable like you're like you're not supposed to live this forever it's you're working towards something and then like your body's a little back afterwards you're not supposed to look like you do on the stage every single day Right. You can't. And you know what? A little glimpse into my last week. My last week, I was eating a thousand calories yeah. a day. Yeah. I, I, I'm, um, I know you were with uh, Marina last week. Yeah. Uh, me and Marina have the same coach, Tim oh, English. Wow. Every calorie counts. Yes. Um, so Tim's an amazing coach. So this thousand calories is what we, we needed to do to get my body where it needed to be. And then I was doing 500 calories of cardio on top of that. So you do a little subtraction there. There was like 500 calories of food kind of like working through my body during the day. You know, not as tired as I expected to be. Okay. My body physically did feel tired. Like my legs felt like jello. Yeah. But I think just the adrenaline of being so close to the show. Um, And you know what? When I was cutting for Strongman, I was on probably, I would say about 1,500 calories at one point. But I was trying to deadlift like 425. So, you know, if I got through that, I was able to get through this. Right. So it wasn't easy, but that's just a, a glimpse into like, there is no way I would even want to sustain this. No. Ever. Yeah. I feel so tiny. I'm cold all the time. I don't have my period. Um, like I'm ready to, to put some size back on. Yeah. I've been cutting for about 20 weeks now. Oh my God. You know? yeah. I think a so lot of people don't realize that gotta that, understand that this is a sport and it's not just for uh just for show no yeah a lot of girls don't realize that because I do I'm sure you see it with the online training that you do too but a lot of girls come come to me with like this perception that they need to be eating like minimal amounts of calories because they're seeing people on stage look the way that they want to look but right. it's like and that's why I love like accounts like Marina's where she is like very transparent about her body in every stage that it goes through and capitalize on the fact that like she's not meant nobody's meant to look the way they do on stage every single day like it's just not sustainable you're cold like you don't get your period yeah stuff like that's on your body that's why you're yeah live that way for a short amount of time and then correct go back and you know and another thing I think people don't realize is the reason why a lot of these girls look the way they look on stage is because of the seasons they have where they are eating 400 grams of carbs a day you know I in my off season I was at 3,000 calories a day that's lovely I was (laughs) I was sick it was a little uncomfortable at times but yeah I was eating so like I think they forget that like there's a whole nother part of it too it's not just the prep that makes the person look the way they look it's all the work they do in the off season as well 
But I tell people to like, I, I get a lot of girls tell like they come to me saying they're scared of bulking because they don't want to mm. the weight, which I, I get as a girl, like, yeah, it's just so natural to feel that way. And like, yeah. lie, I've definitely felt that way. And there's days where I have to put on like a big sweatshirt. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, like what's going on. But everything is so temp, like bulking is temporary. That's yeah. what I have to tell like these girls and like my clients and myself sometimes. Bulking is oh, temporary, yeah. cutting is temporary. Like right. I might feel a little fluffy, but that's why I do it in the winter when I can shove it under some sweatshirts, yeah. heavy clothing. But I'm right. building for a reason, you know. Exactly. I think we all everybody has to remind themselves that because like it's just you know, it's not even the scale anymore. Like for me, I'm luckily past the point where the scale scares me. Um, I've got, I was at one point I was 190 pounds. I was depressed, had acne all over my face, hormonal acne, you know, and, but the scale doesn't scare me anymore, but still looking in the mirror, some days will be like, Ooh, stomach it really looks like that today you know but so you just have to remember it's and again my biggest thing I think I like to tell any clients that I have is this is all data like if you just follow a plan we can make changes exactly and that's what I like about it I know yes I know you want to put on muscle and weight we give you more food if you want to not we give you less and you do more cardio and you do like it's a simple fix yeah that's why I get a lot of people that have been like, I've tried everything and I can't lose weight. I'm like, okay, unless you have like a thyroid. Disorder, right, exactly. Like, right. You, like what I had to do was really be honest with myself because I, I like went through those, that period of those thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm doing everything. Like, why can't I lose this weight? And I had to sit down with myself, educate myself on how like the body actually mm-hmm. really, works, and then be honest and say, okay. Am I really eating the amount that I'm supposed to be eating? Am I working the hardest that I could be? Right. Am I sleeping? Like, am I getting enough sleep or whatever? Because I'm like, yeah, all these things, right? Then it will happen. And also, it's not going to happen in the blink of an eye or even in a few months. Right. It it took me years to feel comfortable in my body, which is like unfortunate, but yeah, worth it. I'd say same thing. I was with my coach for an entire year before I actually stopped lying to him and actually followed the plan. Yeah. I lied to my coach for an entire year. I mean, he of course knew I was lying. Because yeah, well, no, they're giving you numbers that are going to work. And if they're not working, either there's something going on that's a little deeper, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, physically or, you know, for, you might have to go see a doctor, see what's going on, get some blood work done. But Oh my gosh. I lied to him for an entire year trying to say like, yeah, I'm doing it. And I'm You're not right, changing at all. <laughs> I get it. Too yeah. They know. They're like, I'm do- I like swear I'm doing everything right. And I'm like, well, if you were, then we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Right. Right. Not in a mean way, but it's little, just- little, little changes. Yeah, like- that's what being a coach is. You got it. You got to like, and he finally one day sent me a voice message and was like, if you don't get your shit together, this isn't going to work. Yep. And I was like, mm, okay. Sometimes you got to hear You're, it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You got to build 
a good relationship with the person and then let them oh yeah yeah I'm let very grateful for him yeah. the big you know I was talking to Marina and uh, one of the other girls I'm competing with yesterday actually and was saying how like I've been with Tim for three years now I've had my coach um and I don't know how I would handle not having a coach which is another thing that is also a problem you know like I would be, um, I'd be a little nervous to not have somebody telling me how much food I should be, even though I know I do this myself, but I'm just so comfortable having the numbers given to me. I know they're going to work. I feel very comfortable getting them from him. I'd be a little nervous to not have that. Yeah. You know, what do you do? That That's where like my purse, like personally intuitive eating, I'm not the best at. Okay. I'm a macro tracker. I am a night before macro tracker. So I have my macros for the day. I do. do Yeah. And I, I, I personally feel if you, if you track macros and you don't do them the night before, then you're setting yourself up to fail personally, especially that's just how I feel you and I who go to work. And it's like, I have to plan my stuff out because I'm making my lunch. Correct. The night before I'm making my breakfast, like my dinners because I don't have time when I'm going into the office to sit and figure it out like right and like you you can't say like oh I'm gonna order a chicken salad from somewhere and put it into my fitness pal I'm like unless you have a scale there and unless you've been doing this for 10 years you cannot tell me what four ounces of chicken looks like because it took me so many years of weighing my food to be able to eyeball almost dead on correct so if you've been doing this for three months you are not eyeballing your food right I've been at it for um, I've been tracking my macros for I think like four, four years now. Mm-hmm. Around there, so I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I can tell like if this yeah. is yeah, I can ballpark. I can't get exact, exactly. Um, right. I'm also the difference between you and I is like you have a plan that you like need to follow because there's so- like an end goal right that you're exactly words. Whereas like I'm like. I'm not working towards anything. I do it because yeah. I personally feel like the best in my body when I'm tracking and I'm like honest with myself. I know that for some people that can be a very unhealthy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, it, it's just a hard pill. It's like a hard pill to swallow and a hard truth to face. Um, in that situation is like, yes, be tracking everything and being as like honest with yourself as you can will get you the best results. Mm-hmm. What if it is unhealthy for you right that's right. where uh, it's out of my range of expertise and maybe pulling your therapist for that one <laughs> so yeah no because it, it is really true um because it can be it, it is the best way to you know get results is absolutely knowing exactly what you're putting in your body but not everybody is able to to do it like that and uh I think it is important to kind of like speak upon the fact that there are people and resources out there to like therapy like like therapy yeah. to yeah. help resolve and like work on your relationship with food because that is such a major like problem in today's society and it's probably getting worse with all the shit that goes on on mm, TikTok. so bad um I'm but sure. if you, yeah if you find yourself like just really having a battle with food like or anything really but using food in this example like 
there's resources out there and I, I'm all for utilizing them. I'm like very transparent. Like I, yeah, oh my gosh. Like with my mental struggles and stuff. Um, but I'm a huge advocate for like taking the help that is being offered. Yeah. You know? Whatever's going to get you, you know, out of that, you know, so you can live without the fear of food. That was a terrible, I, I lived with fear of food for many years a lot of the uh, and it's not fun so the wrong fear too like yeah. you know, like um being scared of like bagels let's just say correct yes you know and i think that's where like just learning more about food and what it does for your body and how your body responds to certain things um you know health class teaches you the bare minimum mm-hmm. um the bare minimum about food, mm-hmm. uh, like where people will still be like, yeah, I had protein. I had protein this morning and I'll be like, okay, what'd you have? And they'll be like, I had peanut butter and two, two pieces of bread with peanut butter and a banana, let's say, okay, good option. But like that peanut butter didn't give you enough protein. Like that's like six grams. To give you like for that meal. Right. right. So like, that's not a, a that like a good, a good dense protein source, like have two hard boiled eggs with that. I try that's my favorite thing to do is try to give people alternatives so they can learn and understand yeah I, I better I do that a lot on my page too and we're like one of the good things about this day and age is there's a lot more protein heavy options mm-hmm. in the world now like I have I work with misfits um and they make mm-hmm. protein cereal now that has like great ingredients too like it's not full of chemicals and stuff but when I was growing up like in high school like there wasn't protein cereal right now yeah there's There's so many options yeah and there's Mm -hmm. things for everyone because I think when people think let's just say protein and breakfast they're like oh I don't like eggs I'm like you don't have to eat eggs like there's so yeah there's options out there so many Yeah. yeah oh well it was honestly really fun getting to talk to you you're in New Jersey right because yeah Okay. Yeah, you should definitely meet in person one day. I'm yeah, like, absolutely. We're on the same page about everything. Um, and I want to I want you to plug all your social media and stuff so people can follow you, especially with your show coming up and all that. This yeah. episode will be released after your show, but well, I actually am doing three in October, so there'll be okay. plenty to, to guys, follow along with. You guys can follow um, me. So yeah, yeah tell my Instagram where they can is. Instagram is Cass with two C's, Concept with two P's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the ticket, it's the same thing. So that's exactly what, uh, that's where you can find me. Perfect. Well, good luck with everything. You are very inspiring. And I don't say that in like a cheesy, like have to say it because we're doing an interview thing. The <laughs> woman thing really got to me. And the fact that you're able to... <laughs> balance all this stuff and that you found like you have a boyfriend that has a similar interest and you guys traveled the country together that's just I'm like so happy for you because you just seem like a very happy thank you so much I uh 90% of the time I am but yeah thank you so much we all have our we all have our demons but you have a lot to be thankful for and proud of so yeah thank you I appreciate that all right well thank you so much have a good one All right, everyone. So that almost wraps it up for today. I can't leave you without the song of the week. I hope you guys listened last week um, and enjoyed that. So 
This week's song of the week, I'm going to leave you with Slow Grenade by Ellie Golding and Love, Love, Love. I don't really know how to pronounce his name, but L-A-U-V. Um, I just heard this one actually for the first time yesterday and it was a different sound and I really like a lot of both of their music. So I'll leave you with that. Please don't forget to subscribe, give me a nice little rating and follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz. I'll see you next month.